Dente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. And I'm Dr. Leviathan. And tonight we have a very special guest. Hey, I'm Matt from The Drunk and the Ugly. I've been here before. Yes. Uh, we brought Matt on because we had had some talking, and we are going to do Godzilla NES. The whole thing. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> Verbatim. <laughs> uh, so, for those of you just tuning in, uh, Creepypastas, you know, just go Google it. And while you're at it, also Google NES Godzilla, because you'll probably find this as the top search. You'll find this, and then you'll find the blog that it... Then you'll find the blog that it's written on, and then you'll find the old blog that it's written on. And then a couple entries down, you'll find an interview with the guy who wrote it. Yeah. And, I mean, if you're also... If you don't want to go to their blog, you can also check it out at creepypasta.wiki. Yeah. Um, and if you'd like to listen to this rather than read it, uh, on YouTube, the there is Mr. Creepypasta... And Goji73, that's G-O-J-I-73, um, both of them have a pretty decent reading of it. Um, that's kind yeah, of two both. sections. Yeah, I, I listened to Mr. Creepypastas. Um, I think you cultists listen to Goji73s. Um, they both have playlists. Uh, at least uh, Mr. Creepypasta um, adds in uh, sound effects and uh, royalty-free music. Yeah, Go, uh, Goji Royalty-free music thing. for days. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's not, it's not like we do that ever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Goji does the same thing. Um, like has creepy ambient music and even has like a distorted creepy, uh, voice whenever, um, the main antagonist of the story pops in. Face? Uh, no, um, red. <laughs> yes, face. No, face. I want it to be face. <laughs> All right, fine. Face. <laughs> the, uh, the, the secret boss Ed of, of Godzilla NES. Uh... So, oh, all right, let's, let's just dive right into this into this insanity. Um, uh, so, do we want to give background? I, I guess we should give some background on what this is based on. Yeah, sure. Um, so, there's um, there's a uh, t- uh, Toho produced a Godzilla game for the Nintendo Entertainment System back in 1988. I believe it's called Godzilla King of Monsters, and it's uh, it's a standard action game kind of it starts with a it starts with like a huge overworld map where uh which some people have described as godzilla chess because you have godzilla and mothra on one side of the board and then there's three monsters that you have to fight on the other side of the board and there's a bunch of levels in between that and you can move your piece and you fight other pieces and the actual action is kind of shitty you just go from left to right across a screen there's a lot of slowdown you have to punch down obstacles because Godzilla or fly over them as Mothra and then when you fight a monster you go to a, a totally environmentless world that is a single screen wide just black in the background Godzilla or Mothra is on the left and the other boss is on the right and you mash up against each other and one of you eventually kills each other unless i think there's like a 40 second timer and if you lose that you get sent back to the overworld screen you have to fight them again uh on another turn yeah and it does that for like eight levels yeah (laughs) eight (laughs) agonizing levels so um yeah so it's uh it's a very uh, it's it's not a good game. It's uh, it's honestly probably not the worst game on the Nintendo, but it's it's an uh, NES it's gli- game. It's 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 gli- it's glitchy and it's it's subpar even for a licensed game. <laughs> Ouch. Um. So yeah, the and I guess yeah. With uh, anything else we want to do for before we go into the chapters. Um, I mean, we could probably give a basic rundown of the entire plot, <laughs> which it well, I'm going to say basic rundown, like, I mean, just hit the barest, barest story beats, like, this is a lost episode pasta, so you guys have covered a bunch of those, so I'm guessing your listenership is starting to notice a pattern in these. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, well, the, the whole thing starts off with, um... This guy, when he was a kid, he loved Godzilla, the the NES game. Um, and as he got older, uh, he wanted to 
you got to track down a, an, an NES and then track down a copy of um, Godzilla that his friend gave him along with a bunch of other games. But, shock and twist, <gasps> there's something wrong with this copy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh no. You're blowing my mind, Leviathan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> spoilers. Go and read. Go and read this entire story, <laughs> or don't. I don't care. Yeah, or go listen to it. Actually, or don't. don't. You'll thank me later. <laughs> read the first five chapters of it and then stop. <laughs> nice five chapters. That's a little mean. <laughs> okay. Uh, Yes, it turns out that the game is haunted by a demon, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, he goes playing through it, uh, all the while taking screenshots, um, screen caps of the of certain parts of the game. And the game just kind of goes from being the Godzilla game to being a glitchy version of the Godzilla game to being um, what at first seems a hacked version of the game because there's a bunch of new characters in it. And then just spirals down into um, madness. Yeah, madness, insanity, and why the hell is this? Are these graphics in a NES game? <laughs> How is the NES supporting these insane supernatural a thing, graphics? A thing which the author will remind us again, again and again and again. But not before he reminds us about all of the ways the music is music. <laughs> Yes, so um, I guess the first thing that I'll say before we get into this, if you want to play along at home and you don't have to drive anywhere, uh, through the two or three times I reread this, through the two or three times I reread this for this show, I uh, discovered a pattern and from that I made a drinking game. Uh, And I'm not good at devising rules for drinking games, so uh, all of these are take a shot win. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, take a shot when any of the following happens. The author mentions taking a screen cap. The author says, whoa, that's a weird glitch. How did this happen in this game? Uh, When a new monster shows up that is from a Godzilla movie and has incredibly detailed mechanics and all the things it does are super faithful to the Godzilla franchise. Uh, take Take a shot when there's a description of music from either the overworld or a level that is incredibly well described with instruments and sometimes choirs that are not possible on the NES. Uh, take a shot when the author spends a long time talking about how this level is fucking impossible, and yet he somehow managed to win on his first try. Yeah. Uh, take a shot when a level has an overly symbolic theme that beats that and is beaten over your head. Take a shot whenever the author mentions something making a furious roar. Take a shot whenever, uh, whenever the graphics are too advanced for the NES, but not so advanced that they actually look good. And take a shot when some enemy has an, some other animal's skull for a head. Oh, right, yeah. I guarantee by the end of this, you will have taken 90 shots. And they need to go to the hospital for alcohol. Do it, do, it, do, it with, do it with shots of beer. Do, do, do it with shots of beer, or, I don't know, keep alternate shots of uh, hard liquor and water. Yes. <laughs> And I guess the other thing that uh, the other thing that makes this that makes this interesting in comparison to other uh, to other um, lost uh, lost episode things is that it's actually played kind of straight to the style of a screenshot LP. Yeah. Um, there are some deficiencies, and it does get it does get overly like it does get overly wordy for for an L, for an LP. But then again, um, I think a lot of video games don't actually cause you physical pain when you play them. So you may want to, yeah, <laughs> six of one, half a dozen of the other. Um, and also, uh, I guess the other thing the other thing to say is that uh, according to the author. Before he actually made this story, he planned to make a Godzilla. He planned to make a Godzilla fighting game, which was going to right. use all these sprites. So he just recycled his previous project. Well, I guess not all of the sprites because there's stuff in here that would that obviously wouldn't fit into a Godzilla fan game. Yeah, like the deer or the alien deer, and <laughs> like all the things that have nothing to do with Godzilla. Yeah, like like yeah, like him exploring a. Apparently, like being enthralled and immersed in a this oh my god, it's like w- looking into a dimension of like a whole new world through eight bit power. Isn't that a brand new place? NES I never knew. Games are about 
Isn't that why we played them? <laughs> when I'm way up here, it's crystal clear. I want to view this whole new world with you. God damn it. <laughs> we are not doing a, uh, a horror Aladdin game. Not yet. No. Let it go. God, Let it go. Oh. <laughs> I will make you read some of the Frozen uh, creepypastas. Feel free to send any Aladdin-themed creepypastas to aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. So Do it. Yeah, actually, Do it. yeah. Let's it's see. time for... <laughs> the cultists to suffer along with me. <laughs> Alright, so I guess we, we've, we've bullshitted around enough. I, we should probably actually do this. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, chapters 0 and 1. Yeah. Uh, the Prelude slash Earth slash Mars. Um, who, who wants to... Do, 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 we, do we just want to go through the beats and somebody can interrupt when they want to talk about a well, thing? Let's go with that. <laughs> it's probably the best Alright, so it's the author starts saying, Oh, my friend Billy found... He got a game from a mysterious source. And he talks, he talks a little bit about how the NES Godzilla game works. Not as detailed as we did at the top of this, and I didn't even mention that much of it. He also says... He also does take the point of mentioning that this game actually pretty sucks a lot, even if you do like Godzilla, which is a thing that many people have said about it. Yeah. And then he's playing it, and he's fighting Gazora, and oh my god, there's a there's a weird glitch that uh, red blocks show up everywhere, and then Gazora's eye shows up everywhere, and uh, like I said before, the game actually was really glitchy, but it had your standard Nintendo, your standard Nintendo, like, frame uh, flickering things whenever, like, more than two things were on the screen at a time. And so then... He's like, oh, I had to restart it, and I took out the cartridge and blew on it, and then uh, oh, the bosses like glitched out again, but kind of differently. But then he ends up getting to the next board, uh, which is Mars, and like, oh, hey, there's a new, there's a new monster here that shouldn't be in the game. Oh, this 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 monster was from a from a movie that was released just before the game, so maybe I got a rare copy of it, and then. He's fighting Gazora because in the game you fight all of the monsters multiple times because it's an NES game and it doesn't have a lot of assets. Yeah. It's like, oh, the Gazora was. It seemed like Gazora was almost being consumed by the glitch. And. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that one of these glitches, like the scoreboard glitches out, and he mentions that it looks like there was a bird in the cage on the top right. And we will never um, okay. hear from this again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it, it's. It'll never. It'll never be referenced ever. It'll. It's never. It has no significance. How could it have significance? It's, a, it's an NES game. <laughs> And then, uh, so let's see. So yeah, oh man, I, sh I should have... And then he's, I should have known something was very wrong with this game when I noticed this happening. And then he fights Magura, who is shitty and also is enormous. Yeah, wait and it's, I was I was lucky to I was lucky to get a screenshot of of this glitch as I defeated Magura, who was easy because he he's shit. And uh, yeah, there we go. You notice the garble can includes the bird in a cage, and then. I had to fight Titanosaurus, and it was weird because he was taller than Godzilla, but all the monsters are the same. But it's cool because Titanosaurus was actually taller than Godzilla in the movies. So this was kind of a nice touch, honestly. Um, <laughs> I feel like... And then he yeah. he defeats he defeats Titanosaurus, and but instead of going to uh, I think Saturn from Mars, he ends up going. No, it's Jupiter, to, I think. Oh yeah, to Jupiter. He ends up going <laughs> to Pathos. Yeah, I feel like Wreck-It Ralph pulled some... Oh, any game, like, story <laughs> plotline like, about a glitch has, has taken from this, or it's just a common trope. <laughs> yeah, the, the glitch the glitches are far... Well, I mean, it's, it's not to say that games don't have... Uh, well, it's not to say that games don't have really, really interesting glitches, but they're in short supply. It's kind of like Pawn Stars, how that whole show's, like, just made up. And just exploded in terms of, like all the different versions of it now. Yeah, well, and the thing is, the thing is that Pawn Stars, like, even when it started, Pawn Stars was fake, because not that many people bring interesting things into pawn shops, and yeah. most people aren't going to sell their $500,000 Gatling, $500, Gatling gun to a pawnbroker. Or their or their, um, their letter from the Confederacy that their their family members had that may have had a signed uh, like signed signature of the from the president of the time or or an actual or an actual holy relic containing part oh, of a saint God. really that was oh. well ultimately ultimately they had a nun come in to talk about that one and they said well 
it actually says on this that you shouldn't sell this because it'll cause bad things. And so he handed it back and said, this is a priceless artifact, which means it's worthless to me. (laughs) But anyway, we're like, we're like one chapter into this. I've been looking at my Ark of the Covenant, so... (laughs) Top men are watching it. (laughs) Top men. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And then with that, segue... (laughs) What segue? What? Uh, we move on to Pathos. Half this episode's getting cut. <laughs> what are you talking about? Go! Yeah, so, uh, Pathos. It's like it's like Jupiter, except everything's blue, but oh my gosh, there's new levels now. And Biolante's here, but Biolante didn't so show up until like after Jupiter. the game was released. Yeah, so it's nothing which like Which is Jupiter. weird. <laughs> it's like Jupiter, but everything's been changed. Oh, it's yes. It's I I guess when he says that maybe the layout's the same. I'm I'm not that familiar with the game, so I don't know what the boards because all the boards are different shapes in the game. Yeah. So maybe that's what he meant. I have no idea. Um. But like, but yeah, Biolante's here. But that's weird because Biolante didn't come out until a film in 1989, which is a year after this game was released. Maybe it's a really really rare copy, and they did this to promote the game, but they did promote the movie, but they didn't put it out. And then the song is uh, let's see. Oh, and then, I'll um, take my drink now. <laughs> song is being described. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this map has a... Let's see. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, it has a, it's had a really elaborate setup and a sound like a weird crash every 12 seconds and then silence. Um, and uh, for anybody actually in who's interested, somebody, somebody, a really committed fan of this, yeah. actually went through and made a 34-song soundtrack that is every song described by the author of this. And I just gotta say, um, any fan of this should be committed. <laughs> Yeah, no, I... You, you, Horrible you, pun, you, but I had to. You told me about the, that earlier, and I actually listened to a couple of them, like, while I was going through the second... My, my third or fourth read of this. They're actually really well done. Yeah, like. no, like, and it's surprising, like, how... Especially that, like, the password one. But, yeah, no, yeah. like... It's, yeah, it's pretty decent, and how and amazing how somebody could spend that much time on this <laughs> i'm guessing i'm guessing like making music is just a thing they were interested in it's like oh this guy put up a bunch of song prompts let me just make this yeah it's it's kind of like um, what people, like how this guy like knew how to do a bunch of like pixel assets and stuff yeah uh the author of this cosby daff um has actually made uh, a bunch of different pastas and also uh has a deviant art which is just CosbyDaft.DeviantArt, where they have a bunch of sprite art that they do, and so it makes sense that they go and do this kind of thing. But, um, but yeah. So, um, oh yeah. Also, this is this sticks to a weird thing where when a new monster is introduced, they generally somehow stick to the Godzilla movie chronology. With a with few exceptions, like the monsters are introduced in order and in the significance that they have to the films. Yeah. Um. But yes, yeah, so uh, so this is also yeah. So this is the the first musical score that's like way too complicated to be described on NES, and also the soundtrack. I'm you, whatever. It'll be it'll be linked somewhere. Maybe. I will post maybe. a link on the description below. Yeah, there's a whole playlist. Um, the soundtrack isn't an eight bit because it's it's the, the sounds are just too complicated. Like, yeah. it, um, like we're describing choirs and we're trying to do this in eight bit. Yeah. Um, the system just can't yes. handle it. <laughs> But yeah, so there's uh so yeah, so there's new levels in the game and they have they start introducing new mechanics kind of. Um let's see cuz there's the blue levels in Pathos which have no enemies, no obstacles. The music yet, the point so meter much glitched description. out. And it's and it's it's basically it's very clearly like the moon world from the earth stages except with the palette swap um and also the music was very sorrowful and I felt like I I it felt like it could have been very interesting in a normal game. Um, and then the orange levels are the orange levels are uh, already seemingly beyond the capacity of the NES graphics, although the author doesn't mention that. Yeah. And the only en- the only enemies in it are Matango Spawn, which is a um, I looked it up, and Matango was a fungus monster from one Godzilla movie I can't remember that shot a bunch of spores. I guess that like ex- that was its I, that was its signature thing. Yeah, I guess that explains why the uh, the screen caps look like Shoggoths everywhere. <laughs> like it's yeah, because it's it's just. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just eyes, and then there's like weird floating <clears throat> fungus jellyfish things. Yeah, and the music—it was nothing but loud. It was nothing but screeches and loud drum beats, and these levels kind of freaked me out. So I just didn't play them, and also they were really hard because there was shit everywhere. But he got through it first try. <laughs> got through, got through it first try. Take my um, 
And then, uh, let's see, and then Magra was different, and he, he, instead of being huge, he was tiny and fast, and he had, like, a weird drill on his face, and he was actually kind of hard to fight, and Gazora turned into this, it turned from a squid into this weird, like, long-legged eyeball thing, and it was really fast, and it had a lot of range, because it had these big arms that could swipe at you, and then he tried to fight Titanosaurus, and then the fight happens, but just stops, and then he goes back, and then Biolante was still strangely where it sh- strangely where it should be, and uh, Biolante has multiple forms that he goes into great detail to describe. So, it starts out as starts out as its rose form, and then it blooms, and it gets all these new attacks, and it can move around, but moves very slowly, just like Biolante in the films. Hey, question: <laughs> What um, does the NES have the ability? Like, I know, like we've already tossed out the window that this has, like, this is kind of impossible for the. Uh the NES. But does did the any game ever have like a boss that changed multiple forms over the course of a stage? Oh yeah, no. Okay, so that it's is tons. a thing. Like that's 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 a pretty common trope even in this game actually. Um even in the actual real game, there were some bosses that when they lost about half their health, they changed. But yeah, no. Like bosses bosses that change multiple times. That's that's, that's not outside thing? the okay, purview yeah. for the It's <laughs> usually a thing reserved for final bosses because if you did it a bunch or in a lot of games, the way that a boss would get stronger is that they just, like, change to a different palette. Like, if they were blue, suddenly they turn red and they'd move really fast. Yeah. That's kind of what Zelda um, tends to do a lot. Just flashing red. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to, uh, then we get to the part where it, everything kind of changes. That instead of the base, there's a new piece that looked like a, looked like a red tribal mask. It filled me with fear. And this seems really, uh, so, and then there's a level that is a, is a world bathed in flames. And this is the first time the author acknowledges that this, this, this is way too complicated for the NES to handle because it has like, I don't know, like, for one, like, it has circles and it has more than 16 colors on the screen. Yeah. Like, you're looking at it, like, I'm looking at it, like, he, like, the fire's not too badly, like, badly designed, but, like, he's doing it through, like, using, like, circle dots, like, as pointillism almost. And that, like, uh, <laughs> the system couldn't support that. If, if, if any of you are unfamiliar, Review Cultist uh, is, actually knows things about drawing I am and artist. art and color. If you guys have, if, if nobody's, if, if somebody's listening to this and hasn't checked out the Tumblr that has all the title cards for every episode, um, I did all those. <laughs> And go check them out. I'll put them in the description below. <laughs> go go give him love and praise and applesauce. Please. He needs he needs his ascorbic acid. Uh, so anyway, uh, the world's bathed in flames, and instead of the life bar and the and the points in the levels, it just says run. Um, and so the author starts going through the level, and he looked away to grab water or something, and he noticed something was killing Godzilla, and he didn't want to play without him, so he had to restart and put in the password. And that's where he takes like a that's where he takes a paragraph to talk about the password screen and how how the music's actually kind of off putting and I guess I'll agree with him because when he described it I decided to look up the password music and it is it is unnerving. It's um, not it's not it's not creepy or scary but it's it, definitely like it doesn't make it it's it's definitely like a very different tone than the rest of the game. It, it like when I when I heard it it felt uh, it resembled more it didn't actually resemble like a Godzilla theme it resembled like a Universal Monsters theme. Like, that kind of, like, orchestral, like, dark tone, maybe? Yeah, with the weird, like, arpeggioing in yeah, the background. Like, woo, and then the... Like, kind of thing like that. I don't know. Um, I gotta say that for as shitty as the Godzilla game is, the the soundtrack actually was pretty alright, especially considering, like, what, ki- what kind of things licensed games could shit out um, on the NES. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, he inserts the password and discovers that instead of going back to the beginning of the pathos board for the sake of dramatic pacing, he starts exactly where he left off, right in front of the mask. And so he goes back in as Godzilla again. And as he passes through, he hears a low bellowing roar and began to freak out. And then he was terrified and took this screen cap. Um, that's the one, uh, Cause where... I'm terrified. Screen cap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> screen cap. Uh, that's the one with, uh, where we see red for the first time, right? As a, as a Yes, yes, that, well, yes, the, yes, the weird, the weird hell beast construct. No, um, red. <laughs> which is, yeah, which looks like a, um, which apparently was inspired from a fake movie that, uh, people talked about, which is called Godzilla vs. the Devil. Huh. Where Godzilla fights five different monsters, which are like a scorpion, a spider, um, and like a three three other kind of spooky things that fuse together to form some weird chimera chimerical devil creature. 
Um, and that's basically what inspired the Hell Beast or Red, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, spoiler: Its name is Red. It, this, <laughs> we'll, get this into, terrifi- we'll get into the terror that is faced this, later. <laughs> this, 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 this kind of this this really unnerving creature that is referred to as the Hell Beast eventually has the canonical name of Red. Yes. I'll just I'll just spoil that. Yeah. Like, the same name as a chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> but yes, uh, so yeah, I felt terrified, and I took this screen cap because that's the male, that's the mammalian response to shock. Yeah. Um, okay, well, now and I know, so... in today's day and age, that probably is accurate. Like taking a camera, <laughs> like, oh man, take a photo, <laughs> snapshot on my camera. <laughs> oh man, Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers are after me. Selfie. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I I gotta say I've actually kind of done that once. Um, See, so it's true. So it, it is a thing. Like I got freaked out. All right, all right. I'll game. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to that. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. One like, of yeah. one of one of like one of many many times in this game where the author uh, describes something terrifying, describes how he's terrified, and then says, "I took a screen cap." Is that in yeah. the? Uh, is that in my the pants? Game? Terrified. Screen cap. <laughs> Yeah, is that it was what and what? Is that in our drinking game or <laughs> uh, taking a screen cap? Yeah. Okay, good. I took a screen cap. Is is yeah? No, that's 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 part of the quintessence of this L, of of this. Uh, I was called an LP of this story. <laughs> yes. Um. But yes. Uh. And then he says, "Red. Uh. The, well, the the hell beast. It moves. It moves incredibly fast. And if I didn't have the if it didn't have the lead on it, I did. It would have been. Uh. It would have been outright impossible to. It would have been outright impossible to get away. And suddenly, there's obstacles. I had to. You have to. You have to jump over some, and you have to smash some, and you have to crawl under them. But the the monster. It moves super fast, and it can eat them. It can eat them without stopping. But I got away without any trouble, which is good because, as I demonstrated before, I put in the password. This kills my monsters in one hit." And I was, that thing freaked me out, and this game is clearly, there's something clearly wrong with this game, but I was curious. I had to push on into trance. Oh, man. Jack Thompson was right. Video games with the devil. Clearly. This one at least contains one. Trance. So, uh, we go to the board, which was originally supposed to be the Saturn board, but everything's totally different now. And it sounds kind of like the Saturn theme, but it's a lot lower and slower and more ambient. A lot more droning. There's more tension in it. And then, uh, and but and then he notices on the other side of the board, Orgo shows up. But that's or Orga shows up. But that's impossible because Orga didn't show up until Godzilla 2000. And if the if the people that uh, let's see, the Toho people Toho couldn't see that far in the future, they wouldn't have given Roland Emmerich the rights to to make Godzilla if that was the case. Zing! <laughs> I actually got a chuckle out of that one, reading that. Yeah. That yeah. Was pretty good that was actually a pretty good little quip <laughs> yeah that's just uh and i guess that's the thing that that yeah because this is all supposed to be written ex post facto so they're all they're gonna take time to to write little yeah can... about that if we want to stick to the canon of the of how the story worked and it's uh this is Ignoring the part where he where he encountered the hell beast that made a terrifying roar even on NES, it's like my my friend my friend Billy. It's like he could have he could have maybe he made this except it's like it's way too complicated, and he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> know the first thing ass. about ROM hacking and like if he he doesn't know anything about programming or ROM hacking and I mean honestly like if he did it probably I haven't seen any monsters that look like penises so <laughs> that can't be it. Um, and even then, I, even if he could ROM hack, I don't know how he'd put this on a cartridge. Um, but then, uh, so we go from there and he just goes on to describe that the, the board, the boards have changed completely now. And now there's like five or six different level types. The first of which being the quiz levels. Oh, and um, then we encounter the, the secret mastermind behind this entire game. <laughs> the secret master, yes, the secret mastermind, the, the dreaded, the, the dreaded face. Who apparently always gets a variant of the of the password theme whenever he shows up. Yeah, and uh, uh, that the I have to say the uh, the soundtrack that <clears throat> did a rendition of it, and it actually is a lot creepier than the original password song music. So yeah, well, again, that's the benefit of like twenty to twenty thirty years of uh, improvements in synthetic instruments. That's true. <laughs> but when you're reading it, it doesn't really help you unless you're listening no. to the soundtrack at the same time, which. I was not going to give this that much effort. Fair enough. It is also worth noting, I guess, 
um, that this was originally, before this was posted, on a blog, and then on another blog, and then on creepypasta.wiki, and then a bunch of people picked it up and started reading it. This was actually originally posted in a forum thread in which the author would post the musical inspirations for what he was describing. So there actually is a second... Um, there is a second unofficial soundtrack of licensed music that the author was referencing when they described certain sound uh-huh. songs. Um, so, fun fact, yes. maybe. <laughs> Thank you again, Matt, for going so much detail into like looking up the information behind this story. I feel um, richer for it. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta we gotta get something we gotta get something interesting out of this. Yeah. Um, so uh, so yeah so we go to the quiz levels in which there is a in which there is a face which the author has creatively named face and then there's a question at the top and then on one side of the screen is yes and on the other side of the screen is no and it asks uh, it asks uh, bizarre questions it asks inane questions it sometimes it asks questions related to the game um, and. I'm not sure what significance this has. Even the author has no. Is, is the author introduces face by saying he's not sure what significance it has, except for a couple of specific uh, instances, um, because face will always face's face will change depending on the answer, and none of these appear to do anything to the game except again for a couple of specific instances, and also the faces, with a couple exceptions seem to have no particular uh, relevance to the question being asked or the answer being given. Thanks, uh, Cosbidaf. <laughs> uh. Um, but again, but again, I think this is this goes back to the thing that Cosbidaf was saying that like this game, this game is really boring. <laughs> I had to find something, I had to find something to break it up. <laughs> and um or, or- or, I mean, topic. Make, or, or make it like maybe a little bit shorter, skim through some stuff, and then just you know make the what you have a little bit better. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, we can go. We can we can we'll, discuss. We'll get, we yeah, can we'll dis- get into that. After we'll we'll get it. We'll get into the we'll get into the the, the 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 problems. The problems on top of the problems. We're already thirty <laughs> minutes in. <laughs> we're already thirty minutes in, and we're all we're almost halfway through this. Yeah. Um, so, Green Temples, uh, this is... Clearly the designer of this was drugged out of his mind. I grabbed a screen cap, and I found monsters with skull faces that showed up. Yeah. Um, and I think there was a description of music in this level that I didn't write down. Um, and then there's... Oh my gosh, and then the level ended with a boss, and that showed up, uh, that showed up totally unexpected. They never do that in the main game. Uh, I think it was one of the fake bosses from the, from earlier, yeah. and then... Not and then not Varan was a weird creature or not yeah not Varan it was a weird creature that looked like a horse with a backwards head that had a that had a chest that opened up and shot missiles at you but it was actually really easy um, and then defeating the not Hedora not Hedora was uh, oh yeah so the Green Temple was full of these weird like bat monsters with horse skulls for heads yeah and like... so and then uh, and then he fought not and then he fought. Uh, what was supposed to be Hedera, but was actually a big snake with bat wings and a horse skull for a head that could summon all of the weird horse skull bat things. Like cool um, macabre designs, but just <laughs> cool, cool, interesting designs. And it, yeah, and this is like I this thing was a giant pain in the dick because it could summon ten of these things at will, and it would capitalize on you having to fight them to just kick your ass. But I beat it no sweat. Yeah. And then after and then after he killed it, he goes back to the green temples and finds out that all of the horse bat monsters are gone. Continuity. What does it mean? <laughs> I I actually have no idea. It's just like this game. I guess it's just setting up that this game has a continuum or something. Um, and then he tries to skip a monster to just get to the end as early as he can, but then the game says nope, and then it makes him fight Orga, who is exactly like in Godzilla 2000, in as much as, like, at some point it unhinges its jaw and tries to eat Godzilla, but that exposes its weak point, which makes you kill it super easy. Yep, and then Red shows up again. And then Red shows up. Oh, right, this is, this is the run where obstacles show up, so he goes through with Godzilla again... And then he he gets through the end and he hears a bellowing roar again and the drums the terrible beating tribal drums and then he and then he gets super excited and like laughing and then he says not this time asshole and as soon as he says that red turns and faces the screen the front of the screen you talking to me (laughs) are you talking there's no one else here you must be talking to me and it made his you what mate (laughs) you what (laughs) all right. 
Yeah, like, I mean, it's a cool idea, but it's just... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so the game... I feel like Red so like, should have fucked him off. <laughs> that would have been interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so... Oh my god, the game's sentient. It understands, so it, it can hear me talking to it. That's creepy, I guess. Um... And after that, they go to dementia, and suddenly the boards. Uh, this is the point when the, this is the point where I think the author acknowledged that um, the game is. This, this is this is yeah. This is also where he acknowledges that uh, a lot of things are uh, a lot of things are really boring because this is where all of the level wards start getting really small. Uh, there start being fewer monsters, and uh, there are also fewer types of levels. Um. Let's see, what is it? Oh yeah, and then he finally acknowledges that this game is weird, and there's a line that I copied copied down here that says, none of the, the these 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 quiz levels and all this stuff, it didn't seem to add up in any sort of meaningful way, and I'm just going to spoil it and say that's a pretty solid description of this entire story. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And... Let's see, and my curiosity continued to drive me forwards, and there were two two new monsters, because there's always two new monsters from this point out. Um, and uh, then I... Um, oh, does he get... Oh, no, and this is also, like, that quiz... This part. is also... Yeah, this is also... He goes to talk to Face, and Face asks a whole bunch of nonsensical questions, and ends with, do you want a new monster? And he says, sure. And suddenly, Angiris shows up on the board as a new playable character piece. And I always... I wanted to play Angiris so much as a kid because he was my second favorite monster. Let me talk about how he plays in the game with detailed mechanics. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then he can do... He, he can turn into a ball and... So Angiris is like a weird armadillo thing that can shoot heat beams out of its mouth. And so he talks about how Angiris can crawl around and can stand up and punch things. And it can shoot fire out of its mouth and it can roll around to move super fast. And then he goes, and this this is this is fortunate that he goes he picks Angiris because he goes to the next stage, which has a whole lot of water and a transparency effect. And was that even possible on the Nintendo? And like, yep. dude, dude, this game is fucking talking to you. There's a demon in it. This is clearly a haunted fucking game. Like, let's just accept this. And then there's a very long description of the level music, and then it's and then it's like and then it talks about uh, how there's monsters that come from all different kinds of heights. And man, this water slows me down. But it's a good thing that Angiris can roll forever and move super fast. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to complete this stage. Yeah. Um, good. Go- good. Uh, I mean, imagine if he said no. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he would have been fucked. Yeah. Like the, 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 the one of these levels is specifically designed to show off Angiris. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, yeah, I, I, like, I just love that he's going into all this detail. Like, and yeah, the transparency of the water, like, made it hard to see and not impossible, like, impossible for the NES. Yes, it is, but you've just encountered supernatural the, the, yes, the, so. the game responded to, to what, what you, you said. said. If yeah. it was a Famicom, Maybe. if it was a Famicom, it would have been possible because the Famicom controller actually had a microphone in it. But yeah, this isn't a Famicom. This is our um, this, is the American NES. This is our dumb American NES that, that's gray and doesn't take doesn't take floppy disks. <laughs> um, and then there's the next level, which is just called An Unforgiving Cold, which uh, looks not like a Nintendo game at all, and the music is a 12-second loop of a choir, and it makes you feel anxiety as you keep going on, and it sounds insane. I understand if you don't believe me. And I guess another behind-the-scenes, this level is so has a so such a detailed description of what it is because it's literally based on one of Cosby Daff's nightmares. Okay, that's pretty cool. Like, out of yeah. background-wise, like... I can appreciate that. <laughs> Literally, that's why it exists, and he actually says this is exactly what the music sounds like because it was it's the beginning of uh, some metal song uh, slowed down to about one third speed. Huh. Um, that's in before, the that's in the soundtrack as well. Uh, that's not in the soundtrack. That's in the that's in the original forum thread. The soundtrack has its own the soundtrack has its own special version. I don't think the soundtrack maker. Uh, actually read the forum and saw the original music inspirations because the because the accepting the ones where he says like this sounded like a song from Donkey Kong Country or this sounded like a song from earlier in the game they all have a, they all seem to have a sort of a unified theme that is not what the original stuff was gotcha um 
And so, yeah, so he goes through that stage, which is mostly empty, except for except for some uh, thing he had to fight near the end of the level. And then he has to fight Baragon, but Baragon isn't Baragon. He's some weird thing with an with a like an elephant elephant skull and a minigun for a dick. Oh shit! Um, yeah, the hell. And a, and a minigun dick that it'll freeze you and that'll shoot you with the minigun. But fortunately, if you punch it, in the, if you punch it, in it's a dick. It takes a lot more damage and dies easily. Also, Isn't that true um, of most also, I would like to point out that, like again with the art, the ice breath is so just spray paint with MS Paint. <laughs> Yes, this is, there are, for the most part, the sprite work in this like, game is actually pretty good. Yeah. There's just a couple of, there's a couple of parts where he just kind of shat a thing out yeah, like, with, with the sprite like, tool. I mean, you could have just made, like, the breath be, like, uh, I don't know, make it kind of, like, there are ways to make um, a decent effect of, like, some kind of, like, breath weapon. And just change it blue or light blue or something like that. But yeah. he, he went, he co- he copped out, technically, <laughs> with that. Yeah, and I mean, d- like, when you read the original thing, it's like a month between these things, so yeah. there was a lot of time put into sprite work, yeah, and into writing, and into setting these things out, all of which he, I think he did most of it in MS Paint, and some of it in Urfan, but, uh, but yeah. So, let's see, then there's the Arctic levels, which he describes as sounding a lot like the Northern Hemisphere music from Donkey Kong Country, which was spooky for specific reasons to the author, um... Which is like, uh, I, I always was afraid of dying alone in the tundra, and that's what the song reminded me of. And then there's certain... And then this game uh, stops being a straight action game and starts including platforming elements and bottomless pits that kill you instantly if you fall in them, he presumes, because he never falls in them. Because um, <laughs> he's, a, he's then, an ace uh, gamer from the NES yeah. period. <laughs> Yep, yep, and this game is Nintendo hard. Yeah. Um, and then there's a bunch of there's a bunch of Godzilla monsters that are mixed in with all of the other weird monsters, and the level ends with the, the level ends with a uh, with a uh, really unheard of walrus kaiju from the Toho films, whose name I can't remember right now. But he liked, but he liked that it showed up, and because it's it's a very uh, it's it's a it's a really underground monster. I wouldn't be surprised if you heard of it. Yeah, very hipster. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> It showed up. It showed up wearing thick rimmed glasses and drinking a five dollar coffee. Um, and then there's the fight. Then there's the oh yeah. Then he goes to the fight with uh, with Manda, who's like a big Chinese dragon thing. And this was a pretty standard fight, except Manda can constrict you, you know, like he does in the movies. And then just like in the movies, Ultragon shows up and is immediately killed. <laughs> um. Which is a thing that probably would be really hilarious if I if I had watched any Godzilla movies, maybe. Yeah, I mean, um, I've, I've watched a few of them, but I, I there were some of these that I was I didn't actually uh, I had I had to I would have had to look at them like look at them again to get them. I'm, I see. saw Godzilla 2000. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've seen Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> I've actually I've seen Godzilla versus Gigan, and that's the that's like aside from. Also, the original one, uh, the original black and white one. Those yeah. are the only two movies I've seen. I think I had Megalon, oh, Godzilla vs. Megalon. You got me, because so. I've seen the, uh, the, the Roland North American Emmer- ones. So, the Roland Emmerich one and then the, the new adaptation. The good one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the new, the good American one? <laughs> the one, yeah, the one, the one without Matthew Broderick. Yes. <laughs> Where Godzilla is apparently made of boats. <laughs> Wait, what? Godzilla's made of boats? There's a, there's a thing in the Matthew Broderick one, this is an aside because we're just talking about Godzilla for a moment, but in the Matthew Broderick one, one of the things is that he goes to New York, and so, like always, because of because Manhattan, because Manhattan's an island, he goes up, he comes out through the water, and of course he goes past a harbor, and so some boats get stuck on him, but like way too many boats get stuck on him, <laughs> and so true, yeah. as he walks like, through the we... city, as, as he walks through the city, boats are just raining Wait, off of him for some even... reason. <laughs> I even remember that because I remember him like I, the best part of that entire movie to me anyway was the old fisherman trying to outrun Godzilla as it just destroys the pier behind him. Where were those boats? <laughs> like, were they underwater already? Like, stuck on his back or something? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Or, Godzilla. Like, yeah, like, because like Godzilla's he, he, Godzilla's he, like Dio, except instead of throwing steamrollers from nowhere, he just he just summons boats. <laughs> he has a boat dimension. Oh God, that's what special. In my bucket. One thing interesting about I think it was, I believe it was Godzilla nineteen ninety nine. 
is where the Japanese Godzilla fights and kills the American, that was, the, uh, the shitty Matthew Broderick Godzilla. Yeah, that was Godzilla Final Wars, where all the okay. Godzilla monsters, um, like every single one, was mashed up. And yeah, in Aust- uh, they in the Sydney, uh, there's a part where they dukes it out with the Japanese one in like Sydney, and just gets just taken out like a bitch and just blasted away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the and the, the the evil the mad scientist or the mad alien overlord dude just even like comments and adds a quip about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, <laughs> back to the story. So, uh, so, uh, he's supposed to fight Gigan, which we just talked about, and, like, and Gigan is, Gigan's weird in that he has an intro, and that a fish shows up, and then he, like, claws through it and jumps in, and then it's like, this is, uh, this is a really hard fight, because, um, also there's certain, this is the part, this is the part where the author briefly stops talking about mechanics that have been previously implemented, like the game timer, and some other things, and, uh, and he just, um, what is it? And, uh, and, uh, yeah, it just becomes a straight out fight because it's, there's no point in talking about the mechanics after a certain point. We kind of know them. And then, uh, he fights with Space Godzilla, who's, who has a really, who can summon crystals and drain power from them. And I'm guessing that's just like the movies. Um, and then I need, decided I needed to see, I, I was freaked out, but after I saw the mask show up again, but I needed to see what the end of this game was like. And so he fights Red, and uh, he decides to be Anguirus, because this is a water level, and Anguirus was good in those. So he shows up, and he does Anguirus's little rollout maneuver to outrun Red handily, and gets into the water, and oh man, maybe the monster can't swim. Oh shit! No, the monster can swim! Oh shit! There's like mines that are popping up everywhere, and a new it's, and the monster can like, sh- the, the, the hell beast... tongue thing. Yeah, he's got he can shoot at his intestines as a giant spear and grab things. And uh, I also, even in spite of the mines and in spite of the new attack and in spite of the fact that this monster both moves faster than me and also can kill me in one hit, I made it out of level unscathed because I'm a fucking pro. Yeah. MLG, son. Represent. And take another shot. <laughs> uh, and then so from there, we so from there we go from dementia to entropy. Uh, and we go to, let's see, so another long description of a soundtrack for the board that uses less and less Nintendo-like instruments, um, so let's see, and then from this point, uh, I kind of stopped ignoring most of the stuff from the quiz levels, because it seems, in, it's it's largely inconsequential, except for, like, one question that matters, and then I love a screen cap that goes with it, so, like, I, not that I was reading them particularly hard to begin with, because the author even says, like, most of the questions are meaningless, um, and then he goes back to the game. Uh, oh yeah, so let's see. Uh, so this this whole quiz section ends with uh, ends with, "Do you like Mothra?" And he says no. And it says, "Too bad." And it all, then it takes <laughs> that takes all of his other pieces off of the board. And he doesn't want to play as Mothra because in the game, Mothra sucks real, real bad. Well, in um, the movie, he sucks pretty bad too. <laughs> yeah, I or she, I Sorry, guess. Yeah, Mothra's, she, Mothra's yeah. a girl. Yeah, yeah. I don't. These are the monsters are all kind of genderless. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, unless yeah, like, it, you know, it's you, bad if... when you're the 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 main like protagonist in terms of the monsters in the, your movie, and your kids after you get like just swiped away easily by Godzilla are able to defeat Godzilla more handily than you. Yeah. But, yeah. So. <laughs> But it turns out it turns out this is a blessing in disguise because Mothra needs you absolutely need to play as Mothra in this level uh, on this board because uh, from this point on let's see there's the forest levels which have a whole shit ton of enemies which fortunately because he's playing as Mothra he's just able to fly over which is also good because most of the enemies seem to just not be enemies they're just living here and it's like you're going through, there's a there's a forest and the forest has really really shitty looking trees and yeah. there's a really description of there's a really detailed description of a soundtrack with flutes and bells and these are these are uh and all the monsters look like they're from a super nintendo game actually um and he flies over it it's like it, it's like i was looking at a wilderness or something it's like Can i'm staring into another world <laughs> And oh yeah, this is also the beginning where the TV levels show up, which are just weird. Basically, yeah, they're just weird. They're just weird little gifs, basically. Is that and a beaver licking 
It's a beaver with an ice cream cone. Okay, and that's, that's an ice cream cone. Again. That's totally a lollipop. <laughs> it's either a, it's an ice cream cone or a lollipop or a popsicle. I'm not. Sh- it's it's yeah. it's one of the it's one of those things. Admittedly, I I just described I just described like pretty much all the foods you eat by licking them. <laughs> <laughs> if you know one other food that can be eaten by licking, please write in. Um, so yeah, so like, um, subscribe. <laughs> And so the yeah, uh, so the author says, so the author eventually goes on to say um, the author who I, I guess we can, I can say the, he's, he eventually describes him he eventually describes his name is Zachary and so Zachary goes on to say that like I have no idea what these levels are I'm pretty sure they're totally meaningless and the game's just kind of it's like the results of a bad dream or something it's just whatever power this game has being put into some level. Um, and then there's a level where it's filled with clocks, and you touch you. And if you touch a, if you touch an hourglass, it makes everything go slower. And you fight and you fight dinosaurs. And if you touch another one, everything goes at regular speed. And you fight enemies from the regular game. And if you touch another, if you touch one of the glasses, everything goes faster. You fight enemies from the future. Which, yeah, but including this the is Trudon a, Man. Yeah, including yeah, including the Trudon Man. I'm just going to point out this is a ROM hack from a haunted cartridge, no manual. How the fuck do you know what time period things are from? Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm guessing Trudon he's kind Man, of extrapolating. I mean, that's been around since like the ni- early '90s, maybe earlier. I don't know. The but, alien's like, legs bend backwards, man. Hmm? What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh. And then he goes, yeah, I guess maybe he's extrapolating because one level, one thing was like the past and the other one's kind of like the present. Um, and also, you know, it's, it's a story. Um, so <laughs> then we go to one level that's like the forest, except, oh man, the forest has been bulldozed and now there's industrial equipment everywhere and it's a toxic waste so dump. How is it and, like the forest? <laughs> so, in the, but it's, it's got all the weird deer creatures, but they're being poisoned by toxic waste and oh my God, pollution, symbolism, symbolism. Can you taste it? Can you taste the symbolism in the air? And the music made me feel like I was choking and like I was smelling toxic waste and there's a whole bunch of uh, enemies that have bird skulls and cow skeletons. I think it was um, at this point that we we realized that the gamer or the the writer of this was also on some kind of drug while playing this game. Yeah, <laughs> no, I can taste the music. He was just sick from pollution, you bastard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Captain Planet. Oh God. And then there's and then there's a mini boss in this, which I believe is the Moon Beast monster. And the author goes, no, wait, that's later. Uh, so there's, yeah, so there's some other mini beast in this, which is some animal with a whale skull. And the, yeah, animal with a whale skull. I don't know. Um, and then there's the winter forest, um, which, uh, the winter forest, which looks like the regular forest, except instead of everything being green, it's white. And oh my god, there's, a, and the beginning's kind of calm, except oh my god, everything's, all the deer things have frozen to death and they're covered in snow. And, uh, then it feeds into another level like unforgiving cold and everything has lost body parts and they froze to death. And oh man, there's the winter raptors, but without a food supply, they're fighting and killing each other. And look at this blood, I took a screenshot. Um, it's so crazy. <laughs> and then it ends with the moon beast, and it's this is impossible. This monster came from my memories. As the moon cracks open and something falls in, and then there was some huge monster that takes up three quarters of the screen and can hit anywhere on um, that can hit anywhere in the world, and it's crazy as all hell. But I got it on my first try. And then he goes on to talk about his girlfriend from high school, whose name was Alyssa. Her name was Melissa, and she had episodes where she stands straight up and speaks without emotion. Um, and then gets really concerned about it afterwards. And uh, there was one night where he was out with her, and suddenly she ran into the middle of the street and got run over by a truck. Um, and just as that level, and as that level ended, suddenly, uh, s- suddenly it said, suddenly the screen says Melissa, and then it says kill yourself, and then suddenly the word kill just, just becomes spams. embedded in the screen <laughs> and insane. morphs into a crazy face. And I'm not gonna lie, that part actually was kind of creepy. Yeah. That actually was creepy the first the first time I read it. Like it was it's well done. I like that. It's a high point. It's it's one of the few. <laughs> and then he's and then this is where the author's like, Oh my god. The, this is this is where the author finally admits, Oh my god, the game's alive. It can read my mind. <laughs> yeah. You uh, like men. Oh my god, you can see into my thoughts? No. Fuck. 
Um, <laughs> so I got to see what else is here and take screencaps of it. God damn it. And obviously, obviously, I'm still safe because this is a video game, right? So we go to we go to another TV level, which is a weird fish man, and I don't know what this means. What does it mean? It probably means nothing. And then we go finally to the levels that require Mothra, which are big gold temple levels that are full of that are uh, that suddenly that they. Are like weird mazes that go in uh, that oh go in God. all directions, I, all two directions a game can go in. It's a good thing I had Mothra because otherwise I'd be fucked. <laughs> um, and it's oh shit! Suddenly the uh, or yeah. So so going through these, there's uh, let's see. Uh, Mothra had shrunk to half her original size because I wanted to draw more complex screens. Um, and then there's really <laughs> yeah. elaborate music in the background, and there's statues that look like Melissa's face. And then Wait. there's a. Weird. There's a there's a there's a oh, regular right. monster, and suddenly this flying machine picks it up and drops it into a, drops it into a machine that turns it gold because symbolism. Um, and then uh, he knows. And then at this point, the author starts. The author takes a second to note that the monsters have stopped moving, so it's always his turn now. And also, he can move wherever he wants um, to make the pacing go better. Yeah. And then. Uh, it goes to Indigo Cliffs, and the background looks kind of shitty, and the sprites are mixed up wrong. And uh, there's these weird bobblehead creatures that like to jump off the edge of a cliff because symbolism. And then there's the condors from Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster that are picking up some of them. And he says, I don't know what's driving these creatures to want to die so much. Maybe it's the moon. And talking about the author being afraid of the moon, this apparently has some special uh, meaning to it. And so... Then he fights Batra, who has multiple different forms and is super faithful to the movies. <laughs> and it's this weird tonal, it's this weird tonal change after it's like, oh my god, this yeah. world's alive and there's it's haunted by demons. And then we go to back to how it's, it's like, a game yeah. about Godzilla. It's like he totally forgets that like he just experienced this like mind crushing horror apparently, and then just went back and said, like, oh yeah, it's just a game. <laughs> oh man, this is really in depth. <laughs> Yeah, this is this fight's actually kind of fun, especially since Mothra actually doesn't. Especially since Mothra doesn't suck anymore. Look, they they did all these things that make Mothra actually kind of good in the game. Like Mothra can fly over things, which apparently she couldn't. Oh my God. Um, and then Megalon, and Megalon has Gigan's theme because that's important because he was partnered with Gigan in one movie. Yep. And there's another. There's another TV screen which is looks like Super Nintendo is like an executioner oh, with God. except the holes in the mask are in the wrong places and he's smashing in an old lady's face with a sledgehammer and it's playing the password theme because it's fuck the police. Um and then there's the black then there's the black labyrinth which I oh, he starts by saying I felt really tired and the it's there's a lot of hints about points where the game is like the game is able to influence his body or something and then it's um, and suddenly he hears a set of furious roars, and the, the lights go dark, and suddenly he starts taking damage from a foe he can't see. But fortunately, due to color correction, he was able to show them off, and they look a lot like one of the SCP entries, actually. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, the, yeah, I've seen that one, I think. But. Yeah, I, the, it's the one that's invincible and can recover from any move and move super fast. Um, but yeah, and it's I would have died, but fortunately there's these statues that look like Melissa's face that provide lights and ward off the creatures. And so it becomes a different, becomes, at this point the game becomes another game entirely. <laughs> with, the whole new, with all new objectives and controls and monsters and everything. Um, <laughs> Man, this is like a really like elaborate game for an NES <laughs> yeah, well, admittedly, it is haunted by a demon. That's true. So. And then he fights Mecha Godzilla, who looks like Godzilla, but suddenly his flesh burns away. And then he and then he gets more interesting. But halfway through, he uses the glitch of the game to turn into a thing that has a human face and an and like an assault rifle for a tongue, and shoots crazy laser beams. Unfortunately, Mothra can fly over it, and it doesn't move that fast, and he kills it. And then he has to fight Red, and so he goes into a Red Temple, and it turns out Red turns when Red shows up, suddenly he has weird bat wings, and he can use his crazy intestine to blow through the walls and it was crazy hard and red can move really fast and it was a maze and I didn't I literally didn't know where the exit was but I got out on my first try pro. Yeah. Pro fucking pro slow. so then we move from entropy to exodus which I found out from Cosby Daff is apparently another spelling of exodus um so if anybody's if anybody at home's trying to figure out what the level themes are that's what this one is um, and so he starts off with a quiz level where it's a bunch of nonsense <coughs> and uh, asks first, would you like a new monster? And then asks, will you miss me? 
And he says yes, and Face is sad, and he doesn't know why. He doesn't know why that's happening. Maybe Face, maybe Face re- acknowledges that he lives in a game, and everything he knows will end when the game's turned off. I don't know. But this brings in our new monster, Solomon, who is a weird, who's a weird humanoid bat-like creature that's covered in blue fur and has a skull for a face. And we go to a white temple, which has a new mechanic, find the gem, which is, again, this is this game is no longer the Godzilla game. It's um, now a Zelda game. <laughs> or a Metroid game. Yeah, no, actually it is. It's like, it's like Legend of, it's like uh, the Legend yeah. of Link or whatever. Yeah, the second, the whatever Zelda 2 was. Yeah. And so, the, so uh, then there's some kind of choir, there's some kind of choir sound in the background. And these monsters are sure hard, but fortunately, uh, Solomon's crazy OP and uh, is able to kick ass and get the gem. And this is where we find out that uh, every time Solomon wins a level, it shows a picture of him and just says, still the best, 1973. This concludes part one of the Godzilla NES Creepypasta episode. Please take this time to have an intermission and come back to part two.